0: Hello, Nicole. Um,
1: oh, you beat me today. <laughs> Hello, Warwick. <laughs> oh,
0: I was prepared to. I had to wait for the warning about recording. So I could get in and beat you to
1: the punch. You really did. So not that you... I'm very competitive. Well, maybe people will laugh more about that than they will about my uh, joke for the day. Are you ready?
0: I'm ready to be funny.
1: I'm re- I'm reading from another screen today. That's how uh, unprepared I was this morning. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well-dressed man on a bicycle? No. Attire. Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Didwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Was and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so good. Yes, well, I'm not
1: feeling the laughter, so maybe you didn't enjoy that one. So.
0: No, it's... Oh... Oh, my brain's still hurting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you ever look at them or, or hear them? Because obviously you can't see what I'm about to say and think, I really should have known what that was going to be. Yes.
0: They becomes yes. so obvious, don't they, afterwards? Almost every time. I think that's where the comedic value comes in, though, is we, we, after we hear it, we go, oh, my gosh, I should have known that. It's the real dad joke thing, isn't it? It is. It's kind of like when you give someone a price for a job and oh, then they long, give you though. critical feedback and you go, oh my gosh, I should have known. Or you do the job for them, worse still, and yeah. they turn out to be the customer from hell. <laughs> you think, oh my gosh, I should have known that. Okay, I'm just, of... was a. am uh, claiming it. Way. I'm claiming it.
1: Fair enough.
0: Being more succinct and getting straight into our content for today's episode. Hello, listeners. Great to have you here. Episode 602 or thereabouts. Uh, Sometimes I'm not even sure if my numbering system is actually accurate, but it's definitely in the 600s.
1: Okay. So we're we're, we're well over 600 now and it has been running. What did you determine the other day? Nine years?
0: Nine years.
1: Nine years. So we still are the longest running Australian trade business. I want to say trade worldwide (laughs) podcast, but that could be a claim I can't substantiate. So I'll go with the Australian trade business podcast, longest running
0: it's a bit of a mouthful.
1: We have a lot of competitors now, and we nobody do. Can knock
0: us off the longest running. So we can never stop.
1: We can't now. I feel like <laughs> I'm obliged forever.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, we lose the title.
1: We cannot lose the title because isn't there's someone who's not too far behind? Yeah, we have but people big...
0: title people just make claims about you know Australia's number one trade business podcast. It's like, what are you basing that on?
1: The sample size You're... of two.
0: Your own assumptions about how good it is, or the fact that you got a top ten ranking once on iTunes, because
1: oh, that's a good point. Because we had that too. Yeah, we've had quite a few of those in our time.
0: So I find all those claims a bit spurious,
1: fanciful.
0: Yes. All right. Anyway. Let's talk.
1: Let's um, cut to the chase. What are we talking about today?
0: We're talking about systems. So uh, last episode, actually, Mm -hmm. we talked about business systems and whether they're the holy grail or a whole bunch of hype. And if you didn't listen to that episode, you really should, because we take a look at the reality of putting systems in place in your business. And so today, Nick, you are going to unpack one of those because And this is a bit like the finance, our clients get a bit of a laugh out of this because I get tagged as the finance guy because I did do a bit of finance stuff in my life, just a little bit. And you're a bit of a sleeper, Coxie, because you've done a bunch of finance stuff as well, but you keep it a secret so that you don't have to explain spreadsheets to people.
1: I don't like it. I'm I'm really honest, I don't like it. I'm
0: I'm not a big fan, just one of those little ones on your hat. So, I am going to let you talk about sales, Nick, because you've got a lot of experience in this area as well. We both do, actually. As have do quite you. Do experience is in sales. What I was going
1: to say, yes, mm. we do have combined together a lot of experience in sales, and I think people associate sales with, you know, the sleazy car salesman. That that such it's like trades. We have a, a this oh, reputation it's... in the media, and poor old car. Poor old, poor car sales people have the same sort of reputation, don't they? They're sleazy, oh. they've got food on their clothes, they're, they're looking up and down as you walk in. In my experience, it's never been like that, ever. No,
0: no. I remember when I was a sales rep, I'll say that out loud now, just with you and me, <laughs> when I was a sales rep and people would ask me what I did for a job, I didn't want to say I'm a sales rep because it just felt like, oh, they're going to judge me and check their wallet and make sure that their car's locked and not want to shake hands with me because of all the grease. But uh, nowadays, I look back on it, and I think that was a bloody great experience. Mm. And it was in the construction industry, but I was still a sales rep. I was out selling stuff. I was making cold calls. This is pre-internet. I used to get lists from council approvals and ring builders and home... uh, uh, oh, what's the term? It escapes me. Owner builders. and But mostly builders and commercial developers and stuff. And just cold calling and driving around, just dropping into people's offices. I was one of those guys.
1: I think the connotation comes from pressure. I feel like yeah. people think sales equals pressure and it doesn't need to equal pressure. In fact, I'll go as far as saying uh, where you felt pressured in a situation, it's because the salesperson isn't very good at their job at all. Oh. That's, I'm calling it for what it is.
0: Mic drop, Nicole.
1: (laughs) If we don't know how, if we don't have a system, then we go with the pressure tactic, right? Because it seems like the easy way to get what we require as a salesperson. Now, as business owners, we're all salespeople. It's important that you recognize that you are responsible for the sales in your business. Therefore, you are a salesperson.
0: Can you please say that that again, Nicole? I stuck my finger up in the air. Can you say that again?
1: (laughs) I forget what I said. (laughs) owners we need to recognize that we're all sales people and as that owner you are responsible for the sales in your business so it's time for us just to get familiar and comfortable with the fact we're salespeople, and that's okay
0: and you can listening to this I'm talking to you listening to this you can choose to go sales ah, sales salespeople. you know that's all pushy and I'm not like that uh, you can choose to use that as an excuse for not getting better at this stuff Or you can choose to lean into this, set aside some of your own uh, preconceived ideas and choose to have a business that makes more money and has more of the clients you really want to work with and more money for your family and more time to go fishing. Like one of our clients shared a photo today, one of our blokes in our tradiepreneur community. (laughs) It's like, what do you got planned for the weekend, fellas? He's like, it's already started. I'm like, yeah, okay. How come I'm in the (laughs) office as the coach and he's out fishing? there's something wrong with that picture.
1: we got this around <laughs> the wrong way. I think um, you're right. Lots of people use it as an excuse because it feels uncomfortable. And I want to let you know, particularly as trades, you don't have to do it yourself. You can have a system and a structure that does it for you. And I guess that's what we're talking about today. We're not going to give away all our secrets today because we do have some free training coming up at the end of the month for you. As always, head over to tradiesandbusiness.com.au and hit up the um training tab, and it will give you all the information and you can register to learn how to create your own sales system for your trade business. But today, what we want to do is just really highlight the fact that you don't have to sell to be a salesperson. You don't have to sell to have the outcome that you want in your trade business. You just need the system in place to allow it to happen. And there are three key elements that need to happen within that system so that you get the result that you're after. Um, Clients need to know, like, and trust you. We need to be screening so we're working with the right kind of clients at the right time and our clients need enough information before we even turn up to site to know what our systems and processes look like to guarantee a better result at the end for both you and your client. So that will be some of the stuff that we deep dive into in our training webinar. But for today I really want to focus on what sort of steps there might be in a sales process because it doesn't need to be long and laboured either, particularly for a service trade where we're talking to builders and landscapers, yes, we need a much broader, deeper sales process. This is the opportunity to educate your clients whilst they're waiting for you to go to site, whilst they're waiting for you to send through your quote or your proposal, which is a whole nother subject. Uh, and as a service trade, we can run a far shortened version of this. Perhaps we can pick out one thing here where we can talk about the education opportunities we have as business owners during the sales process. <laughs>
0: If you're wondering what the hell just happened to your audio, we're just dropping in here super quick to let you know that obviously we do a ton of free content. You're listening to the podcast. We're all about helping trade business owners. We have free stuff on our website as well. And just in case you don't know, we are the founders of tradies in business and the Tradepreneur program. And we have a bunch of ways that we can actually help you in your trade business, whether that is the fact that you're drowning in paperwork whether you want to 10X your business or something like that, maybe you just want to take a holiday with the family or stop being so stressed, maybe get some sleep at night. Mm. I don't know. Any of those things. If you are wanting some sort of change in your trade business, then we've got a range of things that we can offer you Uh, best place to find out about those is the website.
1: Mm-hmm www.tradiesandbusiness.com.au and I feel like the
0: ball girl or something. That's I know. Terrible. I feel like
1: you know. I'm, anyway, Well, more importantly, I think that it's time that well, you have the opportunity to hear some of our clients tell you how they have found their opportunity to work with tradies and business. Before we joined the trade entrepreneur community, we knew we had lots of things we should be doing, but we didn't
0: really know what they were. We were completely overwhelmed with running our business.
1: Since we started with Nick and Was, we've been able to implement some strategies that have helped us achieve uh, more than a 15% turnover. We've seen a net increase of up to 20-25% per month in net profit. Traders and business have assisted us with having directions and goals and that we can actually achieve anything we set our minds to. We just needed a coach in our corner to tell us that it's all possible.
0: Mm. I heard a quote once. I love these little quotes because they're great reminders of bigger principles that sit behind them. Mm. And the, well, it's an axiom is probably the technical term. I'm an old school stickler for language, so it's an axiom. Go and look that up, people, (laughs) if you really care. An educated client is an easy client. So true. And yet, you and I, Nick, see many, many trade business owners, hopefully not you listening to this listener, I wish I knew everyone's names. That'd be a long episode, wouldn't it? Going you through probably. thousands of people's names every episode.
1: We just got out of mirror and quoted like five names. Surely we're bound <laughs> to bang on someone, and everyone feels really excited.
0: I'm talking to you, Ryan. So, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, if you're listening, send us a message. Uh, so, an educator client is an easy client, and you and I see lots of trade business owners that they they they're like puppets. I'm picturing a marionette, the little wooden doll on strings. Mm -hmm. The customer has hold of the wooden cross at the top dangling your arms and legs up and down saying, Mm -hmm. I want a price for this. And you say, Oh, okay. Yep. No worries. And when are you home? I'll come and do a quote. And you race to site and you measure up and then you prepare a price and you give it to the client and then you hope. Mm. And so How well educated is that client about you, about your point of difference, about how to choose a glazier, a plumber, an electrician, whatever your trade is? How well educated are they about industry requirements, about insurances? Uh, Nothing. Zero. The only education that client has got, you don't even know about. They might have gone to Google. They might have two other quotes. They might have... A bunch of other ideas they might have had some previous experience but at this point as the tradie you know nothing mm. about what your client knows and Nick I think rather than try and figure out what they know necessarily although that is part of uh, part of the sales process that we teach I think one of the easiest ways is just to do what the government and and the powerful elite do and just brainwash everybody <laughs> <laughs> it <works really> well. <laughs> Educate them proactively, teach them what they should know, and then you're in the know yourself. Because if they've learned from you, then you know what they know as the client.
1: I guess to figure out how you find what they need to know, it's all of those frequently asked questions you get. You will have a bank of questions that your clients ask all of the time. That's the information they require during your sales process. Or there'll be a part of the job that comes unstuck every time or there will be a frustration point you see time and time again. That forms part of your sales process with your education. And this can look like just one email or one text or a couple of emails if you've got a lot of information to go out, Uh, a page on your website. So they've got an opportunity to read that before they book. There's lots of ways you can put this together. And those education points are realistically about saving you time and effort. One of the other things that I see quite frequently um, around the fear of putting this process in place comes from that exact word fear, fear that I'm, I'm making somebody wait and they're going to go and find somebody else. And I just want to bring your attention to when was the last time you had to go to the doctor or the dentist or the hairdresser? or a specialist, or I can think of all the accountant or your solicitor or a thousand other professional uh, type, not trades, but professional type um, occupations. God, that was hard. And you have to wait until they tell you there is time to fit in. You don't get to pick a day and time that works for you. And is that upsetting to you? No, because that's just the way it is. And I think as trades because we're constantly chasing that next job or it certainly feels that way. We're often coming from a place of fear, and so we tend to drop everything and run out and do the quote straight away. And in actual fact, you're reducing your capacity to have some kind of sales process. And again, please, if you're a service trade and you do need to go on an emergency call out, this does not mean that you don't have the opportunity to have a process in place so they get some of that education beforehand. Um, and it's it's your opportunity to educate them, reduce friction, stop some of the problems that constantly evolve and come up for you and have a better outcome at the end that hopefully leads to a great Google review. It's really mm. quite simple. It's a bit of work to put it in place, but once it's done, it's done.
0: Yep. And, yeah, we talk about sales and there's a lot of language in sales about getting people over the line. And you and I even use that languaging. It's just old habits, I guess, as well. And the, the secret source within a great sales process, maybe we should call it a buying process, is mm-hmm. that customers or clients actually buy from you. They make a buying decision themselves. And they are way more committed to that than oh, not getting tricked into things, Coxie, but I've done this. I've had a, dare I say, a slick salesperson <laughs> and they they infected my brain with FOMO and all sorts of other things. And it's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, all right, I, I'll take it. And then afterwards, I'm like, damn it, I should know better. I used to do this stuff for a living. I still do, to be honest. We're business people, as mm. you said earlier in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but where I've made a buying decision, you know, I've done the research. I've been given information by a business. It's it's not the tactics. It's just the support mm. and the content. And there's a process and I know it and I can see what they're doing. And I feel like I'm making an informed choice. And so I have absolutely no doubt about the purchase that I've made. I'm 100% happy that the price was right, etc. Even if I find a cheaper one, it's like, ah, uh, you know what? I felt really good dealing with that business. Confident. 100%. Makes That's
1: a big the difference. power of a process. So maybe processes are a bit sexy. Maybe having these systems in your business is the holy grail. I don't know. You be the judge. What do your results currently look like? Would they benefit from putting something in place around your buying system or your sales system? Do you have an opportunity to make a few tweaks? If you're keen to understand what some of those tweaks could look like, please join us at the end of the, hour, the month for our free training. You'll find out all of the details at www.tradiesandbusiness.com.au and there's likely to be something in the show notes even to make it super easy for you.
0: Thanks for listening. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business
1: podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.